0: Now presenting this week's message. If you would take your uh, Bibles and open with, uh, open them to Luke, the Gospel of Luke chapter 2. Um, you know, God's grace is so amazing and uh, and it's so sufficient uh, for everything that we need. Uh, you know, as, as Steve uh, was sharing uh, just a moment ago, and he, he used that word steady, and, and I'm thinking, woof! Uh, uh, you know, I definitely don't always feel steady, um, and 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 quite frankly, uh, the, this t- this time last year, you know, I was tr- honestly not a good place. There was a lot that was going on. It's very difficult. I mean, there was just kind of like this fog in this dark fog that was going on and I just I I couldn't get into the joy of Christmas the the whole celebration of it and it was just like just pressing you know pressing through and, and and it was just like with all the extra things that go on during Christmas time you know it just seemed like a grind have you ever had a Christmas like that Anybody ever, you know, ever, ever had that? I, I I wish I could say, uh, you know, that I had not, but that, that wasn't uh, a good place. And I was just this past week just sharing with some of the folks in the office, like, wow, I'm so thankful, uh, for a new year, for a new Christmas, because it is so different this year. Um, and I think that as we come and, and look at an old familiar story, the Christmas story, uh, that we could get some hints at how to recapture uh, the wonder of Christmas. No matter what you may be experiencing, you may, you may be in a jolly good place, uh, but as far as really embracing and celebrating uh, all that Christmas is about, Uh, I think that this passage, God will use this passage to help us to really, really uh behold him and what it is that he wants us to experience. So if you'll grab your Bibles and and open them up to Luke chapter 2, uh we're going to start with verse 8, but uh preceding that, you know, in the first few verses, you know, it's just a reminder that Caesar Augustus had issued this decree for a census, and, and therefore uh Joseph and 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 Mary, you know. I went up from uh, Nazareth to, to be a part of this census. And so while she was there, uh, she had the, uh, the t- time came for her to have Jesus. And so she has the baby. Now let's pick up in verse eight. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. Then suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom... But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we just thank you so much for your amazing love. All that we are celebrating during this season. And I pray that today, Father, that you would just Capture our attentions and our hearts that truly you would uh, by your grace and your love allow us to see you and your holiness and your sovereignty and your love that we would truly be able to behold you as you truly are. That we would know you better and love you more as a result of sitting at your feet today, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord for those that in this Christmas season are going through their first Christmas uh, without that loved one uh, that they've shared so many years together with. God, I pray that your peace and comfort would be upon them. Lord, I pray for others who are facing uh, difficulty and, and, and um, it may be in their relationships or in their health. Lord, I just pray your grace and comfort would be with them. But most of all, Lord, I just pray that each of us would open our lives to you because you are sufficient for our every need. You love us and you are the answer. So Lord, I pray that you would bring us to a practical response to your truth and your love and this amazing story today that by your spirit that you would enable us to recapture the wonder of Christmas for we make it in this our prayer in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, so we're going to take a few moments uh, as we conclude this. Behold, uh, series uh, of looking at how can we recapture. Uh, again, some of us are coming in here, and, and we're just all excited, you know, because of we know what we have in store this Christmas and and what's going on. The plans are working out, the family's getting along, things of that nature. But Jesus wants us to 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 He wants that. He, he says that's good, but to really recapture what life is all about and the very essence of of this Christmas time. Our focus uh, verse is found here. Uh, in uh, verses 17 through 19. And so when the shepherds had seen him, had seen Jesus, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Uh, And that's what we want to do today. We, We want to rediscover the treasure and to ponder what really God wants us to understand today. So in in looking at the Christmas story, let me back up just a bit. And in verse eight, it talked about these shepherds that were living out in the fields. They were living out in the fields, watching over their flocks, and and this is where the angel of God appeared to them. And then, uh, you know, it says they were terrified. The angel said, "Don't be afraid. This is good uh, for all people. You know, I bring peace." And then they and then after the angels ascended back up into heaven, you know, they went, "Wow! Well, let's go. Just go check this out." And 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 look at that verse fifteen. It says, "You know, which the Lord has told us." So any revelation, any real truth is from God. You know, it's all from God. And so uh, it's here that we see that in an ordinary moment, they had an extraordinary encounter. It was in an ordinary moment. They had this extraordinary encounter. You know, I think that probably all of us may have grown up uh, seeing too many Christmas cards, uh, and and, and sometimes we we carry this mental picture of the Christmas story that is really a far cry from reality. You know, the manger scene and all that. I mean, I grew up on a farm with animals. I know that... uh, that at times it's when we look at all the figurines, you know, we've sterilized, sanitized, you know, uh, so much that surrounded the birth of Jesus. You know, the nativity, the nativity scenes that are sitting on our tables, on our mantles, uh, and, um, I think that our mental images of that glorious night, you know, reflect more maybe of a Christmas card than they do of the actual setting. I mean, just look at the uh, shepherds, for example. You know, we've glamorized these guys. Uh, we've given them long, flowing, colorful robes. Uh, we've put just perfectly shaped, uh, shepherd staffs and rods in their hands. Uh, all their beards are trimmed pretty, uh, you know, perfectly. And, and they're kneeling, you know, in this reverent, you know, pose. Uh, and, and so sometimes, you know, we can, we really miss the, that mental picture of really what was going on. The truth is, those were ordinary guys. These shepherds were ordinary shepherds. You know, they were the blue collar workers of the day. They made just enough money to survive. They had rough hands. Their clothes, you know, were dirty and tattered, you know, from a life, what? Out in the fields. I remember uh, going with Jack and, and, and to the, the pastors, you know, uh, and checking out, you know, some of the communities there. And they had real cowboys in there. I mean, and, 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 uh, just their, their clothing, you could tell from it from days and days, you know, out in the open fields. These were ordinary guys and they came to Jesus. They didn't, they probably didn't smell like peppermint. Um, but, you know, what we do know is they were ordinary men doing an ordinary job on an ordinary night. And that's when they encountered this extraordinary time of God. So I think this can be a lesson for us on how to recapture the wonder of Christmas. And, and number one on your outline is this. Look for God in the ordinary. Look for God in the ordinary. <laughs> uh, through uh, We've said this time and time again through our study uh, a little over a year ago and Experiencing God, reminded God is always at work. God is always at work advancing His story in history. And so it's just a reminder for us during all the business of Christmas, look for God in the ordinary. Uh, that verse, the shepherds living out in the fields nearby, ordinary shepherds, ordinary job and doing an, or, you know, doing their ordinary thing. And that's when God really revealed himself. So it's just look, look. And, and that's what this behold series has uh, been all about. You know, it's just look, engage, look for what God is doing. Look beyond our activities and our expectations and our traditions and all that's going on. Look for God in the ordinary. That means, uh, whenever you go to the grocery store, just look for what God's doing. Just be mindful. It's not just you getting the stuff that you need on your list. God's at work all the time. Look for God in the ordinary. Whenever you, you know, you go to, um, Uh, To work tomorrow, look for God in the ordinary. Uh, Continue to pray for that whenever you go to the mall. And by the way, if you want to, I mean, the malls are just like, I I don't know if you, they're really, a lot of, especially the old fashioned malls are struggling. Uh, But uh, if you go to the mall, look for God in the ordinary. You know, I've got a friend that, man, he, he goes to the malls and he's got a little, uh, Uh, Pocket Bible that that he just distributes to couples you know that he sees that is uh, uh, walking together and just is able to share you know God's love for them. When you walk out to the mailbox you know looking for that next Christmas card you know maybe there's a neighbor walking by look for God in the ordinary. Sometimes, especially during this time of the year, we just we look past that. Why? But because we've got our agenda. Uh, yesterday morning, I'm, and especially this time of the season as we're approaching you know, next year and, and uh, when we're looking at the Daniel plan, which is a lifestyle stuff, you know, I'm just trying to be real intentional uh, about you know, my exercise. So uh, I know that I had a lot going on yesterday, so I went swimming early yesterday morning. And so for the last year plus, I've been doing the afternoon deal. Uh, it seems to be a little bit less crowded. And so, but I needed to get this in. And so I I went and I'd been doing the early morning deal, you know, maybe three years ago or whatever it was and made some good friends. But when I first walked in, first person I saw was Jeff and and Jeff went, whoa, because I hadn't seen Jeff in, you know, over a year. And this was a guy, you know, every, every morning, you know, we, he would be there and uh, he helped me out with, uh, uh, with the Valiant on, uh, you joined, where's Doug? I don't know what it was, but anyway, and he, uh, we got to be good friends. He, he has he had some difficulty with his vision and stuff like that, got to know his story. So he came up and gave me a big hug. He was all wet. I was in my street clothes, you know, like, okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, I got ready and went out to, to swim and, and I saw Neville. He's this uh, uh, white South African guy that was always jolly, you know, always there in the morning. And he goes, ah, look at there. You know, he's just he's loud, you know, out there, louder than me. Um, and uh, he uh, said, we thought, you know, uh, people have been asking about you. We thought you'd given up. I said, "We well, can tell them I had not given up. I'm just, you know, sleeping in, you know, I'm just not coming <laughs> Coming a little bit later. So, uh, so got through with all the swim and all that stuff and and then there was Jack. When I got back to the locker room, there was Jack. And uh got to know Jack, you know, so, you know, years ago, and Jack was always there in the morning. And I uh, like Jack. Jack would use stones uh, at the end of the pool to so he could keep up with the number of laps. I, I never figured out his system, but he'd put stone, you know, he'd move these little rocks over there so, so he could keep up with his laps. But uh, so I got to talking with Jack, you know, as... We were getting ready to leave and stuff, and and uh, talking about Christmas, and and uh, I asked him, you know, y'all got any big plans? He said no. He said uh, we're staying here. He said, yeah, we don't we don't travel much. He said, my wife and and uh, Jack's older than me. He said, my wife, she doesn't get out much. She she uh, she struggles with depression and, and and severe anxiety and and stuff, and and she gets out once a week. And let's go get her get her hair done. And uh, I said, okay. Uh, I said, so how long has she been struggling with that? He said, oh, all her life. And I went, wow. And, and so, uh, you know, I was thinking, "Wow, well, like, I, I got a lot to do, but sh- should we take advantage of this moment? And so I just, I said, you know, Jack, how do, how do you, Where do you get that wherewithal, you know, to be able to serve your wife? Because he was telling me he does all the shopping and the cooking and all that kind of stuff. And he says, man, he says, you do what you got to do. Plus, God gives you the ability to do that. I said, absolutely. And and I was able to tell him about my father-in-law who served uh, Felicia's mama all those years and, and how you can see God empowers you to do with grace whatever's necessary. So we had a, a sweet little moment, you know, a, a God moment, you know, in an ordinary moment, a swimming pool, locker room, down at the old folks' home. You know, it's just a, a small little just reminder, hey guys, yes, there's a lot going on, but what God's got going on and who He brings across your path and my path uh, is there's, there's, there's reason behind that. So one of the ways that we can just recapture really what this is all about and, and the wonder of God coming to earth, all of God in the flesh is just to look for God in the ordinary. These last few days of Christmas do that. Number two, it's real simple. Linger over God moments. Linger over God moments. That verse for 19. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now you go back and, and we remember the story, right? But you go back to Luke chapter 1. And this is where the Holy Spirit came upon you know, Mary and said, Mary, you know, God's speaking to her and said, you know, you're going to conceive this son, you know, Jesus, the son of God. And she's going, whoa, how can this be? And God says, listen, I'm God you know nothing's impossible with me so mary's going like i'm your servant let's let's okay okay let's let's go with it so now mary is fully aware that she is she is going to have the son of god her, she develops in her pregnancy she knows that she is the mother of god and we have this verse right here in the middle of all this delivery stuff but mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart you know, what that tells me is that whew, that's a God thing. Because for a lot of us, here's what we'd have been was like, what? I'm having your son, God, and this environment? The, the, really? She was not distracted by the circumstances. The message was so much greater than the mess. But how often do we allow the circumstances of life to rob us of the eternal? How long, how often do we get so preoccupied and distracted by the mess that we miss what God is doing? The greater thing that He's doing. We're so busy complaining and preoccupied, but she is in the midst of this treasuring these things, pondering them in her heart. It's huge. She's so, trying to soak it all in. In the middle of a stable, surrounded by noisy animals, with excited shepherds telling their story, and a newborn that she's trying to take care of. in her soul, in the midst of this, her soul creates her own little sanctuary. And for a few moments, she takes time to treasure and ponder all that is happening. It says that all who heard were amazed at what the shepherd said to them, but Mary treasured them and pondered them in her heart. Well, this is a reminder for me and you in the midst of the business or in the midst of our mess or in the midst of things, of circumstances that are far cry from what we would hope them to be. Well, God is present and God is doing His thing. And He wants us to acknowledge that and not get distracted by all this over here. Everyone that hears, we see they heard the same thing, but but oftentimes there are two different uh, responses. We see that the crowds there were impressed, but Mary was impacted. Uh, The crowd listens, but Mary lingers. And we have that opportunity this Christmas too to linger. And you know, I really believe that the full richness of this Christmas is directly related to us being able to linger over these God moments, to slow down, to savor, to deeply experience something that honestly I'm not often that good at. And most of us aren't. I mean, we, we like to go on to the next thing, you know, the task, the projects, the list, get her done. Linger over the God moments. I ran across it, I think it was on Facebook, but this is a statement, it's on your your outline. But it just kind of locked it in. It says, what our eyes linger on, our hearts will learn to love. What our hearts love, our eyes will linger on. And when Jesus becomes our highest prize, he becomes our supreme focus. Linger. I think this is what gave me the inspiration for this entire message as far as just Linger. Something that doesn't happen a whole lot during the Christmas season. We've got our traditions. We've got all that's going on. But he wants us to linger and capture the wonder of Christmas. You know, all this is saying is what you've often heard me say. is what gets your attention gets you. And so the question that we go, dear God, what's really got my attention this year? What's got my attention? I asked Siri, you know, I was thinking, so I got to thinking about that. I do, I do ponder things sometimes. You know, I was thinking, okay, linger. Okay, okay, what does that really, really mean? And so, I, you know, I asked Siri, linger. What does linger mean? And this is what Siri said, stay in a place longer than necessary because of a reluctance to leave. You know, and I was thinking, you know, am I reluctant to leave? This God moment, am I reluctant to leave His presence? Am I reluctant to leave? You know, when we have that encounter with God through our devotions or through through a time with someone else, reluctant to leave. And I, I said, well, okay, that's the main thing. But let me, what else does it say? Spend a long time over. Okay, I said, that's good. And then I almost cut this out, but I thought it was pretty good. It says, linger, be slow to disappear or die. I said, okay, sign me up for that one, you know. You know, good for that one. <laughs> but, but because of reluctance to leave. You know, there, there have been times I've seen, uh, you know, after our services here, it's like, Matt, you've had to just run people out of here, right? I mean, there's just like, get out. That. And, and that's a beautiful thing, you know, people reluctant to leave. Why? Enjoying fellowship, doing life together and things of that nature. But a reluctance to leave the presence and the purpose of what God is revealing to us, especially during this Christmas season, the incarnation, God with us, Emmanuel, amazing thing. So I continue to just kind of try to reflect on this. Okay, What does it mean and look like and what are the benefits of lingering over the God moments? think. God gave me a picture of that, but he had to take me to Colorado through the Hoovers to kind of help me uh, understand this. So uh, last, was it last weekend? It seems like a month ago, probably for y'all, you know, maybe not. But uh, 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 Phil and, um, and Pam's daughter, uh, Kristen, you know, was married, and so they in, invited uh, me to go out and, and to be a part of that, and, and so Felicia went, and then and I don't know how Rachel and Luke ended up, but uh, you know, so that, that's the way it always is with the Dees family—you just never know. But uh, so, uh, beautiful, beautiful wedding, uh, awesome time, and uh, so not only was uh, the ceremony and all that and the bride and the groom—it was all great, but. You know, it's in Vail, Colorado. Absolutely beautiful, and it was snowing. You know, we got there right before. You know, it just really started coming down, and uh, I think I think the time we were out there, it snowed at least eighteen inches. You know, in the few in the days, especially those days that, that we were skiing, and so we got out there early and was able to ski, and so what? what some wonderful perks, and so thank y'all again. Appreciate all that. So I just yeah, I w- just show you I was that. This is me. Can you see my beard here? No, I'm kidding. Uh, I am wearing a helmet, and so this is a picture of me just, just, you know, just to testify. You know, and you can see that. You see that snow? I mean, there's lots of snow. I'm standing on top of this Black Diamond Mountain, ready to conquer. Actually, it's green. Uh, (Laughter) And uh, and I won't say anything, I won't say anything of the fact, I mean, it just looks like, yeah, uh, I won't say anything of the uh, of the fact that with a bad back and bad hips, uh, Phil just put us all to shame, you know. But anyway, it looks good. It looks like, yeah, you're getting after. So this is, we're in Vail. Okay, the next picture, it shows... And so we were out there skiing. And so you can see pretty well here, uh, but it's kind of slowed up. But there were times up on top of the hill, I mean, it was just like a whiteout. I mean, it was snowing big time both days that we were skiing. And it was just building up and building up, just powder, powder, powder. It was good. So you see us there, you know, got a pretty good suit. They could always see me and find me. I wanted to wear something fluorescent, so if I ended up in the middle of the woods, okay. (laughs) Okay. So now let's transition over to another picture, and you're not going to really understand this. Uh, Rachel took this. I'll say this is a little bit further up the mountain, but you can kind of see a little bit how deep it is. She just decided to... I think we got lost. And so she said she's going to sit down and wait on us. So here she is, you know, buried kind of in the snow. And this is at the beginning of her just sitting down. You see kind of a little bit of build up there. But you can see all this build up here. And uh, she didn't take the end effect to where, I mean, it was just covered her. Now, I'm going to show you a picture from our balcony, which is absolutely beautiful. And you see uh, Felicia goes, man, this is better than the Hallmark movie. And I went, well, yeah, <laughs> Hallmark movie is not real. You know, I mean, this is real. Uh, but you see, it's just blanketing that. And, and, and so, here, here's a picture that the guy was showing me. He said, Mike, if you want to be blanketed with my love, if you want to be blanketed with my hope, my peace, my joy, be still. You saw the picture of, of the three of us when... You know, at the bottom, we've been skiing all morning. We didn't have, we didn't have, we we didn't have any snow on us because we were moving. But if you are still, it just blankets you, and how beautiful that makes us. And and so, God just is. It's just a reminder. I don't care what's going on or what kind of plans. He says, you got to be. You've got to be still. And if you just take a few moments, you know, um, stop skiing, sit down, lean back, and let just God blanket you. I think a little bit, this is a little bit of what, you know, it says that Mary treasured these things and pondered them in her heart. Some of you here this morning, you know, God's wanting to blanket you with hope. You've lost hope. And he's going, be still. I mean, you're still so scurrying around. He said, let me blanket you. Because that just changes the whole view. Some of you just need peace. Oh my goodness, you just need. Be still. Say, God, blanket me with your peace. Maybe it's joy. You've lost your joy. Maybe you're where I was You know, last, last Christmas, just kind of grinding through it. He said, God, I'm just going to get before you and let you blanket me. Because Jesus, you are joy. Our love, our forgiveness, whatever it may be, but linger over the God moments. Let God blanket you with all that He is. the The Christmas season really adds a lot of responsibility to us. A lot of activity, um, shopping, planning. You know, we go to extra church services. The whole deal, Christmas parties. The list goes on. Family parties, commitments. Um, But really, as busy as we get during the Christmas season, that's not the biggest problem. See, the biggest uh, concern is that we are so familiar with the Christmas story that we just hydroplane over it. You know, we've read it a hundred times. We shared it. We sing about it. Maybe recited it in our sleep. We just know it so well. But guess what? We're not alone in that. There was a group of people in the Christmas story itself that experienced the same thing. Um, you see, during that very first Christmas, there's these, this group who missed the birth of Jesus because they were just so familiar with it. The religious leaders in Jerusalem. You know, the Son of, uh, the man, uh, the son of God was born and not a single religious person was there. The the people who should have known most about the birth, those spiritual leaders of Israel just really didn't have a clue. They were familiar with all the prophecies, but they missed it. Wise men who had studied the Hebrew Scriptures came from the east because they'd seen the star. They knew that the Savior of the world had been born, but they didn't know where, and they asked King Herod uh, of Israel, and he didn't have any idea, and he asked the religious scholars, and they knew exactly what he was talking about. Uh, They've been waiting for that moment for hundreds of years. They discussed it, they debated it, uh, they detailed it. It's just a reminder that those of us who call ourselves Christians really should take this as a word of caution. We may know the Christmas story inside and out. We may teach it, we may share it, we may celebrate it, recite it, but we can also completely miss what God's wanting to do and reveal The religious leaders of Jesus' day knew every religious tradition by heart. But they wouldn't go five miles from Jerusalem to Bethlehem to witness the arrival of God's Son. And sometimes that's us. But as we come to this day on December the 22nd, uh, 2019, this is a God moment. This is a moment where God invites us to be reminded of His sovereignty and His grace and His love for us and the truth that still, (laughs) apart from Him and what Jesus did to solve the sin issue that is so offensive to God, the rebellion of God, a holy, righteous God. This is is a, a God moment that He wants us to linger over Especially during these last few days before Christmas. Let me just give us three things to close. Just encouragement, just challenges. Number one, so during the rest of this, to linger over the God moment, stop. Stop. Whatever it takes for you to do that, just say, okay, I've got to take a look at this schedule right here. I'm going to stop and I'm going to allow God to speak to me. Speak to me. You know, God, uh, He always speaks to the person who's willing to listen. He doesn't talk to you if you're constantly telling Him you don't have time. So stop. Be still and know that He's God. Look and be intentional in your schedule. How can you stop and just sit before God? Number two, look. I like this verse out of uh, Colossians 3. Let the message of Christ dwell. The whole message. It starts with the story of the incarnation. Let it dwell among you richly as you teach and modest one another with all wisdom, psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Look. Look. Ask God to give you fresh eyes as you read the Christmas story. Maybe, maybe you get a different translation or something just to say, God, give me fresh eyes so that I don't just hydroplane over this, so that I can experience in my soul the wonder of your amazing love and what you have done and sacrificed for me. Look, and then say thanks. Same verse, let the message of Christ dwell in you, blah, 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 as you sing to God with gratitude in your hearts. There's something about gratitude. Just saying thanks. Take some time this year. Not, oh, look, look at all these things I got for you to know, but God, thank you, thank you for your amazing love for me, for the sacrifice that you made of your son, of what really is the story of Christmas. Linger. Linger over the God moments. This is a God moment in your life and in history. Stop, look, and just give Him words of thanks and and gratitude. One more time. What our eyes linger on, our hearts will learn to love. Boy, there's a lot of stuff out there. A lot of lights, a lot of glitter, a lot of stuff. What our eyes linger on, our hearts will learn to love. What our hearts love, our eyes will linger on. When Jesus becomes our highest prize, He becomes our supreme focus. Would you ask God to reveal through His Holy Spirit to you, what are you lingering on? What's your heart and your eyes lingering on? Is it a glance every now and then to Jesus? but you're just locked in on the world? Are you really lingering on His amazing love? Would you pray with me? But I want to give us just a moment uh, just to stop and and ask God just to blanket us with that for which He knows that we need. Would you just take a moment right now and just say, Father, you what you do makes my life beautiful. what you do makes this world beautiful. I hope we do messes that up but father, I just want to come and I just want to stop and I want to ask you that you your snow of hope or peace, joy, what you know that I need that you would just cover me now in your presence. Perhaps today you just want to come and just say, God, I just I, I've just been feeling so guilty and so condemned. I've just been so resistant. I'm just moving. I'm, I'm just moving so much. That I've just missed out on the blanket of your love, of your forgiveness of your joy, of your peace. Would you ask Him to blanket you with Himself right now? Father, we do just. Um, we come and we just acknowledge that there's there's so much more of you, Lord, we do we do want to know you more and love you better. We ask that uh, today that. You would reveal anything, Lord, that's just melting away all that You are showering on us. Is it a rebellious attitude? Is there some sin? Is there some offense, Lord, that is keeping us from experiencing the blanket of Your beauty, of peace, or joy, or hope? Well, we come and confess, Lord, um, how so often, Lord, that because of fear, because of uh, our pride. Lord, that we, we've tried to do it. But we are convinced right now that our only hope is You. Our only peace is You. Our only joy is You. only love. All that we need is You, Father. We praise you for your great love and grace, and for the true message that the Christmas story brings. For you so loved the world that you gave your one and only Son. For we make it our prayer in Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from CrossPoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There. You'll find links to our social media accounts. We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week.